group. This is the Son of Ghoul, and you're listening to the Secret Lair Drive-In. <laughs> Welcome to the Secret Lair Drive-In with your hosts, D-Dub and Stratosphere. The Secret Lair Drive-In is dedicated to bringing you the finest in B-movie entertainment news and reviews. And now, on with the show. We do not come from your world. We are here to make you our slaves. From the laboratories and arsenals of all civilized nations, the most powerful, the newest, the most devastating of weapons, blast into action in their effort to destroy all monsters. Welcome to yet another exciting episode of the Secret Lair Drive-In. I am your host, your fearless leader, D-Dub. And across the table from me is my faithful acolyte, Stratosphere. Greetings, fellow kaiju lovers. Okay, well, this week 
We don't have any feedback, mainly because we're doing a marathon recording session. Because such is our dedication to you, the listeners. Yep. So for those of you who are wanting wanting one, we don't have a Joe's Corner for you. That's okay. But Come on, Joe. Sp- step up your game. Come on. <laughs> we love you. We do. You're awesome. Yep. Uh, so... This week, we'll just hop right into this week's movie. And what would that movie be? Well, this movie is one of, as a kid, it was my all-time favorite kaiju movie, even before I knew what the word kaiju was. And uh, I think it's aged pretty well. It's still one of my favorites. Is uh, the 1968 classic, Destroy All Monsters. Okay, now, before we get into what the movie was about, I do want to say that this is one of the rare ones that I watched the subtitled version, mainly because I didn't have uh, English translation. Now, it's it's funny. The I had actually found a version the other day that had um, the English subversion. Subversion? But... Um, it uh, it did it had no closed captions, so I, I kind of or it didn't have the subtitles, so it was kind of oh, okay. weird. Well, it was weird because every, every time they'd show road signs, it didn't have the little translation of what the road signs were mm-hmm. were saying underneath. So I think I would have been I I probably would have had a little bit more fun if um, I'm going to peel back the curtain a little bit before we get into the plot. A lot of times when I'm watching these, I'm like half watching it and listening, and Watching something with the subtitles is a little bit more difficult. Um, it takes a little bit more um, in, intense concentration on what's actually going on. It does, and I'm, I'm used to kind of trying to somewhat half-assed uh, multitask. And this, this is a habit that goes back to like high school for both of us because yeah. we'd, we'd be talking on the phone and watching something on TV and eating dinner and <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> This has actually come into play a little bit. If you were to look on the... I I started organizing the Secret Lair Studios a little bit over the last couple of weeks. And and he's come a long way, folks, believe believe it or not. I may at some point post pictures somewhere, but uh, it's still a bit of a mess. But what I did, I took all the DVDs and I had an entire shelf of DVDs. And I moved them to a small small rack. Well, kind of small rack bookcase that bookcase and um there are a number of the of um films on there actually some series there's one's called uh super robot red baron uh god iron king something else right they're all subtitled i started watching some of these and they're yeah the subtitles even though they're just half-hour shows, you got really got to pay attention, and so well, especially since it's you know the the kaiju and daikaiju subgenres. I mean, it, it really their idea of a storyline. I mean, they they have a lot of elements of the fantastic in there. It's not a straightforward. They throw in a kind of an everything but the kitchen sink mentality sometimes. So. You, you find yourself looking at a character like, who is this? What? So I, I totally get what you're saying. Well, exactly. And that's, again, I'm I'm used to hearing it. And it just, it's a different mindset to do it. I know that, you, like you said, you like to watch the closed captions. But, uh, yeah, for me, it's a little bit more difficult. 
But anyway, that being said, the best place to start with these films would be the, the plot. plot. Okay. And uh, now what's really funny is this the year this takes place in is 1999, believe it or not. And yep, we're going to kaiju like it's 1999. That's right. Now, all of the Earth's kaiju have been collected and confined in an area known as Monsterland, or what we, we later refer to as Monster Island, by the United Nations Science Committee. Yes, we, we all know about the United Nations Science Committee. Yeah, they're the ones that had that submarine from King Kong Escapes. That's right. And that hey. worked out really well. Yeah, and who piloted that? Carl Nelson. <laughs> Had to work. The, well, you forgot to say that at the beginning. Well, I just thought about that as it came out of my mouth. Okay. So, uh, yeah, and this mon- monster land is in the Ogasawara Island chain. It's somewhere in the South Pacific. There you go. Now, a special const- a special control center is constructed underneath the island to ensure the monsters stay secure and serve as a research facility to study them. And I gotta say, wouldn't that be just the coolest job in the freaking world, man? <laughs> It would until the inevitable happens. You can have your Jurassic Park. I want to. I want to. I want to rock Monster Island. Totally. Oh, oh, that reminds me. They had a picture of um, what's his name, Wayne Knight, the guy that played Newman. Newman, yeah. yeah. And they, um, they had a picture of him on one of those, one of those um, almost like inspirational posters. Okay. And underneath it said, "This a hole." Is the reason that we can't go vacation with ultra cool dinosaurs? Oh God! Oh man, that's funny. Anyway, when communications with Monsterland are suddenly and mysteriously severed, and all the monsters begin attacking world capitals, Doctor Yoshida of the UNSC orders Captain Yamabe and the crew of his spaceship Moonlight SY three. On the first of many trips. And as they're flying in the Moonlight SY-3, they all look like they're wearing radiation suits. They're the worst spacesuits ever. Yeah, they, they've all got little kind of tanks on their head. I, 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 it, looks, they, it looks like someone put a viewport like in, in a helium tank is kind of what it looks like. It's really, really weird looking. And not only that, but on the top... They've got those spikes like the old German helmets. Oh, like, yeah, what, yeah. What are they going to do? Here, take this note. Where do I put it? Oh, wait a minute. Slap it on top of your head. There you go. Uh, These are today's pre-sticky notes. But then again, this is 1999, so that's right. we should have had them by now. Hey, I'm still waiting for the flying cars from the Jetsons, dude, so we all, we all, have, we all have our bears to cross. Eh, anyway. I'm still waiting for a winning Brown season. We'll probably get the flying cars To first. dream the impossible dream. We'll probably have flying cars first. Yeah, no, no doubt. We done! Anyway, so, the yeah, Captain Yamabe and the Moonlight SY3 investigate the... Yamabe. Uh, huh? Yamabe. <laughs> uh, they investigate the I.O. and they discover that the scientists, led by Dr. Otani, have become mind-controlled slaves of a feminine alien race identifying themselves as the key locks. Now, it's funny. I do remember that from when I was a kid. I swear to God, I thought they were saying key lock, like key lock, K-E-Y-L-O-C-K. Okay. And it, it never occurred to me that it's an actual, like, alien word because they, they have it as uh, K K I L A A K S. 
Keylock. Okay. Keylock. Who reveal that they are in control of the monsters. Their leader demands that the human race surrender or face total annihilation. And I got to say, she's she's one of the s- smuggest things you've, you've ever seen. She's just like... There's no need to worry, but we will control you now. Yeah. So, basically, the kaiju get uh, split up. Godzilla attacks New York City. And suddenly his atomic breath can, like, bend in circles. I noticed that. I thought that was kind of weird. There's actually a story behind that. There is. When they did the shot... They didn't have him lined up correctly. Oh. And they didn't want to do a retake, so they just adjusted the atomic breath. Hey, once you've seen him do do the flying kick and, you know, use, use the atomic breath to go flying, you, you know, the, the, the atomic well, breath curving is, is a drop well, in the bucket. Yeah, well, this predates both of those. But anyway. Uh, so Rodan invades Moscow. Mothra lays waste to Beijing. Gorosaurus, who they incorrectly identify as Baragon, destroys Paris. Now, Gorosaurus is from one of my favorites. King Kong Escapes. That's right. I knew that. I've been reading. And Manda attacks London. Manda is sort of like... uh, What movie is Manda from originally? Do you know? Oh, God, help me. I I knew it this afternoon. I want to say it's like... Manda's sort of like a snake-like creature. It's got got very little legs. I want to say it was from Gatengo. Okay. Or Atragon or something. I don't know. It's one of the ones we we haven't seen. But, uh, yeah, I I always correctly, incorrectly identify. I thought it was the one from Reptilicus, but that's that's actually a Dutch kaiju that's outside of regular Toho continuity. That's a weird sentence. (laughs) You say Dutch and, you know... I, I just, I have to think about this joke, and it always makes me laugh. What's that? Did you hear what happened when the little the little Dutch boy put his finger in the dike? What's that? She slapped him. Okay. Well, that's not going to make it. That's in. not going to make it. I don't think we're going to bleep that one. Um, so Amanda attacks London, which is set into motion to take attention away from Japan so the aliens can establish an underground stronghold near Mount Fuji in Japan. It's like all these aliens, Mount Fuji is like the only place in Japan. Everything happens on Mount Fuji. Well, all they got to do is take the Paramount logo and you're halfway there. Um, The Keylocks then turn their next major attack on Tokyo and without serious opposition become arrogant in their aims. (laughs) Become arrogant? They kind of start out at arrogant. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, Until the UNSC discover the Keylocks have switched to broadcasting the control signals from their base under the moon's surface. In a desperate battle, the crew of the SY-3, the the tank peak, the tank guys, (laughs) helium tank guys. uh, (laughs) You know, I got to say this. Those guys spend an awful lot of time basically flying around. Well, hello there. Oh, we got to fly away. Well, hello there. We got to fly back. We got to go here. We got to go there. And it's like there's so many of them in that ship. It's like considering 90% of what they do is look over the other guy's shoulder. (laughs) I mean, you know, like, okay, you know, on Star Trek. Okay, everybody's doing, everybody's got a little thing that they're doing. You know, everybody's got a button to push. Everybody's got a button to push. Everybody's got a, a viewer to look into. Some everybody's doing something. These guys, I swear to God, ninety percent of what they do is look over the shoulder of the two guys that are talking. <laughs> and it's and another thing, I you know, 
we, we've done how many kaiju movies that we reviewed. It really hit me for the first time. Like, it's a big thing with, with G- these Japanese movies. Like, they'll have some sort of a, a general or expert talking. And it's amazing the amount of extras that are in these scenes. All these all these Japanese guys wearing suits, and they're, they're doing nothing. It's like, how many yen did you get paid for, well, for doing absolutely nothing? It's all, it's all designed to make it look like it's some sort of a big conference. Why do you think they have so many reporters at the at the uh, press conferences? Well, yeah, but it's just it's. I just noticed it. It really registered with me for the first time. They've got all these guys, and they're just they're just they're kind of like the guys in in the SY three. They're sitting there looking over the shoulder of everybody else. So that's my little rant. <laughs> okay, so with the all moon. okay, so with all the monsters under the control of the UNSC. Uh, oh, wait, I, I skipped something. In a desperate battle, the crew of the SY-3 destroy the Keylock's lunar outpost and return the alien control system to Earth. Okay, I gotta interrupt you right here. Oh, now, absolutely. Okay, I've been watching this movie in bits and pieces. It's been a number of years. I will say up front, I did not get a chance to finish. Oh, okay. But, but I kind of remember this. But, okay, the SY-3 and the... Flying helium tanks or whatever. Okay. They come down into this crater, and all these flame jets start shooting at them. Okay. Okay. Aren't they on the moon? Right. Where there's no air? Right. Okay. How do they have flames? Suspension of disbelief, I'll give you that. Okay. Okay, dude, we reviewed Angry Red Planet, and we managed to get through that. So, I mean, okay. this, is, this is not outside the realm of possibilities. Okay, well, we have to go even beyond that. At one point, they take this laser off of their little ground car. Mm-hmm. Now, supposedly that these flames are making the ship so hot that it's, they're worried it's going to explode. Yeah, and it has, so, it has like, the, the electrical line bursting into flames. Yes, in an airless atmosphere. Yeah. But... Okay. Well, what I find funny about that scene is when they it, it, they say it's burning out the circuit and all the flames get sucked back into the wire. <laughs> I'm just like, really? And, and, and it's funny, I didn't even think about the moon aspect of it, but just the fact that... But it, even when they pull out the ground car, as they call it, yeah, this these flames are making the whole thing so hot that... They're worried it's going to blow up. This little crappy little ground car, aren't they worried it's going to melt when they go out? Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's funny because, you know, I was making fun of earlier when they're in the actual ship, you know, 90% of what they do is look over the shoulder of the two guys that are talking. Even when he's doing the laser, they're all looking over his shoulder watching him do the laser. Well, except for the two, the two people it took to flip the one button to turn it on. Oh, yeah, well... You know, you know, uh, you know the Japanese and their speciality, <laughs> specialization. See Union Shop. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, so anyway, with all the monster m- monsters monsters under the control, Hyman, <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> oh, kaiju! I still laugh every time I listen to that episode. Anyway, the Kilaks unleash their hidden weapon, King Ghidorah. Now, the three-headed space monster is dispatched to protect the alien stronghold at Mount Fuji and battles Godzilla, 
Min- now, now I don't know how you uh, how you pronounce it. Is it Minilla or Minya? It's Godzilla's son, but you know, uh, I like to, I like to sort of honor him with an actual name. I usually don't refer to him at all. Oh, okay, well that's fine. Uh, and then you have Mothra, Rodan, Gorosaurus, who is uh, Anguirus, who is becoming one of my personal favorites, and uh, Kumanga, who is here referred to as Spiga. That's the spider it's one. The spider one, sure. And uh, now also present, but do not take part in the battle, is uh, Manda, Baragon, and uh, Varan the Unbelievable, who who is not even named in there. While seemingly invincible, King Ghidorah is eventually overpowered by the combined strength of the Earth monsters and is killed. Now this is my favorite part of the movie, because it's total throwdown. You know, it, it takes... Uh, basically, everybody kicks Kendra's ass really, really. Oh bad. man, they destroy him. And I, I, my my favorite part of the whole thing is where, you know, they they show, uh, Minya, Godzilla's son, Godzilla Junior, whatever the heck you want to call him. You know, he's kind of just okay. You know, he's kind of like the kaiju version of Down syndrome. I hate to I hate to be politically incorrect, but he's basically just clapping his hands and watching everybody. And if I remember, in one of the films. Doesn't he, when he's doing his little roar, doesn't sound more like a donkey bray? Uh, a little bit, yeah. That's that's actually a pretty good way of putting it. And at one point, they're they're just about to, you know, secu- seal the victory. And he can blow, well, like Godzilla can do the, radi- the atomic breath. He does atomic smoke rings, basically. Right, right. And he plays like ring toss. Yeah, and... During this this epic throwdown where they're all beating the absolute crap out of uh, Ghidra, he does a smoke ring and, and it, kind of, it kind of directs and goes on one of uh, Ghidra's heads, which is like the the one head that was still trying to get up. So it's like, and of course he again starts clapping his hands like, "Oh, Mongol did good." <laughs> Godzilla says I need to start looking out for myself. Oh my god. No, that that that's one of the worst kaiju's ever. That that uh, was it. Godzilla's Revenge, I think. Yeah, or All Monsters Attack. All um, Monsters Attack, I think, was the original one. But uh, I think they, that's what it was originally called. Yeah, but when they showed it here, it was Godzilla's Revenge. But it was it was just so bloody awful. And yet we'll review it. So go figure. At some point, yes, on the amazing Wheel O Kaiju. <laughs> Anyway, refusing to admit defeat, the Keylocks produce their trump card, a burning monster they call the Fire Dragon, which begins to torch cities and destroys the control center on Ogasawara. Yeah, that thing. Suddenly, Godzilla attacks and destroys the Keylocks underground base. Now, that's actually a little misleading because uh, the way they found the underground base was through... Wait for it, Anguirus, because he, he at one point he clomps onto Ghidra, and he's been taken for a little bit of a ride. Yeah, and Ghidra shakes him loose. He comes down, comes down hard, and he causes a little bit of a landslide that reveals their base. Well, so, all right. So even even in defeat, Anguirus kind of you know saves the day a little bit there. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. So. Um, yeah, he, he attacks and destroys the underground base that Anguirus had revealed earlier. And uh, 
it says revealing that the Earth's monsters instinctively. Yeah, that's a bit of dialogue they threw in there. I was like, oh, they know who their natural enemy is. Like, no, not Earth, not not the people of Earth, who are keeping them captive. <laughs> no, they 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 like being captive. Look at them. <laughs> Captain Yamabe then pursues the fire dragon in the SY three and narrowly achieves victory for the human race. The fire dragon is revealed to be a flaming Kilak saucer and is destroyed. And I, I, I love when uh, the Kilaks kind of uh, get taken down because they, they show the, the really smug Kilak leader just kind of have her sinking down below camera level. Like I mean, she doesn't even move. Just just the whole the whole camera just start starts panning upward to make it look like she's sinking. Oh yeah, and don't they have that shot where it looks like they're all retreating into rocks or something? Uh, yeah, something like that. It's it's really weirdly done, but it, the the effect is to be that okay. Yeah, the monsters have won, and then uh, Godzilla and the other monsters are eventually returned to Monsterland or Monster Island to live in peace, and then they. They, of course, they they wave goodbye to the the humans in the helicopter, you know, because they're they're all happy to be there where they are, on this island trapped. Yes. Okay, there's an awful lot of spaceship flying in this movie. <laughs> yes, there is. Yes, there is. But and every time they had that mu- that music, dun 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 dun. Every time. Yeah, but like I said, I I, I could just see it. You want to go out in the corner and get me some milk? Okay. That would be cool to have your own, you know, going to the store with the music and have it be that kind of awesome music. I think I, I think I actually have that on a disc somewhere. Okay. So, um, but um, wow. Okay. I okay. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. Okay. Well, I just, uh, I just handed him what our next movie is going to be. So, <laughs> okay. Well. First of all, let's let's talk about uh, this one. Um, any any other uh, follow up thoughts? Um, I like I said, I didn't get a chance to finish watching it, but I okay. do remember the ending with the fire, the fire thing and all that. Yeah, the fire dragon. <laughs> um, like I said, I I thought it you know for for uh, one of the classic kaiju era you know i think it's it's held up pretty well there's uh there's parts i will say there's parts where it kind of drags they get in a little too much into the uh flying of the spaceship the flying of the spaceship (laughs) uh uh the the ending battle sequence where where they kick ghidra's ass and and you know longtime fans will know that ghidra is possibly my all-time favorite kaiju even seeing him him defeated in so Uh bad a manner but just seeing seeing the brawl take place, man, I'm, it, it it passed my my seven year old test. You know, the, yeah. That that's always it, 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 when I'm watching one of these movies. Does it take me back to being seven years old, hyped up on sugar, and sitting cross legged in front of the TV set, going, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." I, I definitely have to give it that. Give it that. Um, could use a little bit more monster and a little less flying. Um, yeah, the the the, the kaiju. Was I want to say lacking, but it yeah, was, could it, could have beefed it up a little more. It was, it was a little sparse. Yeah, but all in all, I and I, and, and I one one actually the, the only real criticism other than the excess use of the spaceship 
was uh, when they show Ghidra being revealed, it's recycled footage from... Oh, yeah. Um, from, I think it's from the original... I uh, believe you're right. Yeah, because I... Because the, the animation, they kind of use animation to show him kind of being made out of, uh-huh. like, electricity. And it's like, yep. yeah, it's, it's recycled. Okay. Well, I guess now would be as good a time as any to rate this thing. Okay. Well, I, I got to go with uh, Craptacular. Again, still one of my all-time favorites. Uh, I would say the only movie that I've seen in the entire series that, that comes close to rivaling this would be GMK. I would have to go craptacular minus. Okay. Uh, mainly, well, we too much flying. <laughs> get over it, man. I can't. I can't. Okay. So anyway, if they wanted to get a hold of us, how could they do that? Uh, they would go into the magi- magical internets, and uh, they could reach us at. Let's see if I can get it right. Uh, Secret Layer Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. And you can visit us at secretlayerdrivein.podbean.com. I'm going to have to do something about that. So tell me, Strat, what is our film for next time that uh, I just picked? Well, yes, from, from the home office in Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> We've just gotten wa- over the wire. We're going to be tackling the 1958 classic... The Wild Women of Wongo. Also one of my favorite tube songs. <laughs> you should see his eyes. His eyes light up when I... I, I forgot this idea. was an actual movie. So, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to rock this one, dude. Seriously. <laughs> okay. Ooh, and it's unrated, too. Ooh. So, of course, they didn't have ratings back then. That's true. Okay. So, for the Secret Lair Drive-In, this is D-Dub. And Stratosphere. Saying, go watch a B-movie. And why? Because these movies won't watch themselves. And a happy holidays to all our listeners. Later, folks. Bye, kids. Gee, that was a swell movie. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater.